0: It's
1: Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free.
0: From that first little touch, the whole world had shifted. Where before there was just one thing I could not live without, now there were two. There was no division. My love was not split between them now. It wasn't like that. It was more like my heart had grown, swollen up to twice its size in that moment. All that extra space already filled. The increase was almost dizzying. I'd never really understood Rosalie's pain and resentment before. I'd never imagined myself a mother, never wanted that. It had been a piece of cake to promise Edward that I didn't care about giving up children for him, because I truly didn't. Children in the abstract had never appealed to me, They seemed to be loud creatures, often dripping some form of goo. I'd never had much to do with them. When I dreamed of Renee providing me with a brother, I'd always imagined an older brother, someone to take care of me rather than the other way around. This child, Edward's child, was a whole different story. I wanted him like I wanted air to breathe, not a choice, a necessity. Hi, everybody. Hi. My name is Marin. My name is Emily. And our name is Remember, Remember Twilight.
1: Twilight. <gasps> We're back home. It was so empty without you guys saying it with us. I do miss it when we didn't sing
0: and I didn't cry. <laughs> I do miss, I want to do a live every week now. Me too.
1: It was so fun. It was fun.
0: <laughs> Let's figure out how that every episode is just going to be a live episode.
1: Okay um every we could fit probably one two three four five six seven eight, eight. people <laughs> in the living room here
0: i think eight. we could maybe do 10 if, if people uh really scooch if you can do a floor if you can do an in between legs
1: mm-hmm. um like a back rubbing circle <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> or hair braiding and the cats Choose just being here like and yeah, they'll move from lap to lap, <laughs> chew on some hair.
0: Okay. That sounds good. Everybody come over on Mondays uh, for our weekly live performance of Remember to Live <laughs> uh, It was so, oh, just such an amazing experience to be able to record an episode in front of people who liked it. Yes. They were laughing the whole time. Yesterday I went through and listened to it and I was like, these people keep laughing at our at us at our jokes. <laughs> and what's funny is like I know, I know it's a funny podcast because when I listen to it, uh, as I do when I'm walking through the store, I'm laughing. But I'm like I'm just laughing because it's still me and Emily and I'm laughing at our same jokes that I laughed at initially in the same laugh. But to hear other people laughing and to see people enjoying it was just such a I want to say it's a blessing like I don't believe in God but I believe in blessings and that was a blessing to me to be able to do that and I just oh I'm gonna cry about it right now again it was so amazing and to share the stage with Emily was just uh it was pure everything I'd ever wanted it to be and to be talking about Edward and Bella sex under the very cross of Carlisle (laughs) (laughs) Cullen
1: I said to Marin like several days after we recorded, I was like, we literally had Carlisle's very own huge wooden cross on the wall behind us. And we didn't even think to make a joke about it. So here I am. We're making the joke.
0: It was worth it because um, it's kind of funny to be a throwback. <laughs> we did. We we uh, there was one point
1: Emily straight up pointed at the cross and said marriage. <laughs>
0: Really good, really good work.
1: Yeah, but I mean, thanks to everybody who came. Certainly more people showed up than we ever would have anticipated.
0: I told Lissy, the director, the very, very high director of the festival, I said, I I know that there's going to be at least 20, maybe 30 people there. So... The, when we went to set up the church they gave us two racks of chairs and each rack had about 25 chairs on it and I was like well that's a little embarrassing but let's just put them all up anyway and almost every single one of them was full there were like probably only a couple in the very back that didn't have people sitting in them it was mm-hmm. very overwhelming very amazing I'm so grateful it was
1: so fun it was so much fun <laughs> to like Hold for laughter. <laughs> I was I like, also- oh my goodness, am I a performer? I don't know. This is so fun. Oh my
0: gosh! I also can we do like a little thank you shout outs to some of our people who were with us? Yeah. So, um, there were some of our people who came with us on the trip who were just amazing and stick stuck with us the whole time and helped us so much. Like, okay, so first of all, I just want to say like Alicia Foster uh hung out the entire time and did like (laughs) she just like is really good at looking at a thing and being like this needs to be done and then doing it without asking if it needs to be done or is just doing it so alicia foster what up um emily beisel with the like coming in clutch on being like you guys need to dress this set and so we um may or may not have borrowed some furniture from A place where we may or may not have been staying and we set it up on the stage so that we looked legit we had a rug we had chairs we had lamps it was very beautiful so and that was all thanks to her we had Caitlin who was just always with us doing all the little stuff and supporting Mare never left our side she was invaluable um it was just so amazing. Who else do we need to shout out? Well,
1: I'm going to give a big shout out to Erin. Think me of Erin. <laughs> I,
0: I just to me, I'm like, you guys, from now on, Erin is just a part of the Remember Twilight podcast. Yeah. Like, she's the third. She's our teammate, like, now. Yeah. And forevermore.
1: Yeah. All the time that I put in prepping for the festival, she put in an equal amount getting ready. She stayed at that booth the whole time. She just incredible
0: yeah couldn't do it without aaron she has become integral um I, and if i missed anybody who also like just never left our side and did everything for us just know that you are in my heart forever it was amazing and if i think of anybody else later i'll i, I don't know if i can we can stick it in
1: we can to the recording i also want to just like tell you guys something and so if you are the person i'm talking about listening please just go away for a second um nikki (laughs) and becca came into our recording for a little bit at the end um you guys (laughs) Uh, i purposely didn't wear my glasses for the recording so i couldn't see anything uh so i wouldn't freak out about such people entering the room when we were recording but um you can come back now thank you (laughs) Thank you for coming to our show. (laughs) Yeah,
0: really um, amazing to have Nikki and Becca from Method Agency. Um, Just to add on to what Emily said, those are the two who are the two. They found us somehow, and they are the ones who set us up with letters to, and they are also the ones who made our personal podcast interview with Stephanie Meyer happen, Um, without them we would not be where we are today we wouldn't have been able to go to the festival and we wouldn't have been able to do that live show and we wouldn't have met Stephanie and we wouldn't have been on letters too and we wouldn't have most of you who are listening now with us so man Nikki and Becca from Method Agency love you thank you I don't have any words to express my Mm -hmm. gratitude and and happiness about you being in our lives. And they were so kind and gracious and like literally just the most down to earth, like hung out with us Mm -hmm. type of energy where it was like, I didn't feel like these were, which I had always felt like, oh my gosh, I could never actually have a conversation with Nikki and Becca because they're like on a whole other level. No, they were super down-to-earth amazing like fun people to hang out with and we basically hung out with them all weekend oh. yeah <laughs> so awesome yeah
1: and also thank you to everybody who came and like said hi after and <laughs> took a picture with us after the show
0: please send us those pics please do yep I know you tagged us in a lot of them but oh my gosh I I got, I was really good about social media for the first couple of days and then it just became like very overwhelming because I was like oh no I've taken pictures with 25 people in the last 10 minutes so it's it, it got hard and I I am going to do my posts over the next year until we go next year. But man, <laughs> send me your pics and and let me know your name and everything like that so I can post
1: it. Yes. Okay. So now that we've talked about the experience, we have to go over the chapter <laughs> because today we're going to be covering chapter 7 Unexpected from <sighs> Breaking Dawn. And this is the last Bella chapter from for, the beginning of the book.
0: For a while. So last chapter was just Bella being incredibly thirsty. And by thirsty, I mean really wanting to have sex with her new beautiful husband because it was really fun that first time. And finally, he gave in and finally they did it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> we open this chapter with what another Bella nightmare dream.
0: OK, but can I just ask a question? When? When? Are we going to get the confirmation that not only is Bella a shield, which we know confirmed, but she is also some sort of psychic, some sort. I mean, obviously, these dreams are not like telling the future, but these every dream she's ever had has been so vivid and so foretelling. There's got to be something.
1: A little bit of something. When?
0: When do we get that?
1: (sighs) Do we have to just make it up? I guess when we forget Twilight, we're going (laughs) to add it in there with a heavier hand. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, so Bella's having a dream where the Volturi are in their goth parallelogram. There's lots (laughs) more than usual. And, you know, eyes are red, cloaks are cloaking. And they are coming in to attack. And Bella has the little baby boy that she keeps dreaming about behind her. And she's like, stop crying. I got to (laughs) focus.
0: Up till now, I've done very good at taking care of you, but you just stay back. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the parallelogram turns into like a semicircle. It's going to turn into a full circle. They are (laughs) surrounded. Bella knows that they're going to die. But then something kicks in. Something changes, but nothing changes. But suddenly Bella's like, all right, bring it on. I am I got this.
0: Her vamp is coming out.
1: Mm-hmm. And she growls and it shocks herself so much <laughs> that she wakes up. <laughs> She's like, oh my goodness. Am I turning into Edward Cullen? I don't know. <laughs> and she wakes up to a black room, which is also very hot. And very... Empty. What the heck? No Edward. She searches all the sheets. <laughs> no Edward to be found. But then she finds <clears throat> something smooth and flat and stiff. <clears throat> oh, it's a piece of paper. Ah, uh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, gets up and she turns on the lights and the outside of the note says Mrs. Cullen.
0: Oh, hi. Oh, <laughs> hello.
1: And she opens it up, and there's a note from Edward. And I'm just now wondering how many notes Edward leaves for Bella that he just happens to be, like, back in time to just be like, okay, I didn't need to do this. Chuck. Throw it away.
0: (laughs) How rude of him to throw them away. Still give him.
1: 700? Oh, at
0: least. You know he's not laying there all that time, especially when she's sleeping for 12 hours at a time. Mm -hmm. He's up. He's
1: tidying. (laughs) (laughs) he's reading his books Mm -hmm. this is the first one Bella actually gets though (laughs) and it tells her that um, hopefully she doesn't wake up but if she did he just went hunting he'll be back soon just go back to sleep and he'll be there when she wakes up I love you and Bella's like well it has been two weeks so I guess this makes sense but time who's that I don't know (laughs) I don't know her Bella is absolutely drenched in sweat though and so she's like all right, time to get up gotta go move around so she just starts wandering around the house turning on all the lights and she's like no edward here walk 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 no edward here walk 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 no edward here either
0: she's so funny
1: <laughs> and she waddles all the way over to the kitchen and then she's like oh maybe i need some comfort food
0: okay first uh, you saying the word waddling <laughs> and then the whole rest of this chapter and all of the pregnancy imagery do not be surprised if i have to leave the room and throw up <laughs> during this recording because oh, it no. is a lot of pregnancy imagery the discomfort the uh the morning sickness i i'm just i really apologize in advance if i just cannot handle it cuz that was the worst nine and then another nine months of my life <laughs> Okay, so just putting that out there. Mm
1: -hmm. So Bella opens the fridge and starts poking things. And then she pokes (laughs) some chicken and she's like, aha, chicken. So she starts to make it and she's like, I love to cook. (laughs) I remember cooking. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, this chicken smells delicious. And so she just starts to eat it as it's cooking, burning her tongue. She doesn't care. She goes six bites deep. (laughs) And then she's like, hold on. Something is weird. She looks at it. It looks all white. There's no pink spots. Eats it again. Mm, nope, nope, no thanks. Spits it out. And suddenly she's like, this smells terrible. Throws it into the garbage. She goes over. She opens a window. And she's like, ah, a cool breeze. This feels great. (laughs) And then suddenly she's like, I am so tired. Uh, guys. So she's like, "I'm gonna go." Just turn on the same movie we were watching, and she falls asleep on the couch. She gets woken up um, because Edward's back. <laughs>
0: well, you know, she wakes up, and that freaking menu's been going for t- ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> and she slept through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's so uncomfortable too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. And as he like pulls her in for a hug, her stomach hurts and she's like, Ugh. and Edward's like, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't think about how hot it would be without me here. I'll have an air conditioner installed. That's some rich guy romance. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> but that, that's so weird. I mean, I guess they really didn't need an air conditioner there.
0: Yeah, not with him. Mm-hmm. He's cold. Well,
1: and like ever before either. They don't care about no. temperature. <laughs> interesting to have a house without an air conditioner
0: well it is interesting but i think maybe a lot of like and especially because this is just an island a bunch of vampires but i think most tropical islands like unless you're like a westerner or you've been like colonized yeah (laughs) you're not gonna have an air conditioner because you've built a house that is suited for the environment and the you know
1: Mm, yeah yeah Bella's like, stop talking. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. And Edward's like, what is happening? And Bella just runs to the bathroom and just throws up everywhere, violently sick. <sighs> Edward follows her and he's like, what is wrong? But she's busy puking. And so he's just there like holding her hair back, roving her back. And then she's like, that damn chicken. And he's like, what is happening? And she's like, ugh. <laughs> I just have food poisoning.
0: Well, somebody make something for me that says damn rancid chicken. (laughs) I think that's the funniest. Why hasn't anybody made that merch yet? Make that your new
1: Instagram handle. (laughs) Damn rancid chicken. (laughs) Um, Bella's like, please leave. You don't need to see me puking. And Edward's like, no, Bella. Bella." (laughs) I'm here always, except for when I'm not.
0: (laughs) Um, isn't it in the movie he says in sickness and in health right yeah that's such a a good good addition
1: i love it uh he helps her up she brushes her teeth he takes her to bed and he's like so you have food poisoning and she's like yeah i made some chicken and it tasted gross um but i did eat a few bites he puts his hand on her head and he's like well how do you feel and then bella's like oh i feel actually just completely normal now (laughs) time for second breakfast uh and so Edward's like, well, first let's drink some water and like wait an hour. And then he makes her some eggs and he puts on the news. And Bella just uh, eats and just like hangs out, whatever. And the second she moves to kiss him, uh, another sharp pain. And she's like, I can't make it to the bathroom. So she just runs to the sink. And he held her hair again. And Edward's like, maybe we should go see a doctor. And Bella's like, no, I just need to brush my teeth.
0: I have nothing to offer because I am so, oh, I'm triggered.
1: Mm. <laughs> so uh, Bella does brush her teeth again and she also goes to find some Pepto. But while she's looking in her bag, she picks up a small blue box and she stares at it. And then <laughs> Bella starts doing math. And you know things are wrong when Bella starts doing math.
0: <laughs> things have gone terribly wrong. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> One, two,
1: three. <laughs> uh, Edward knocks on the door and she drops the box and he's like, uh, did you get sick again? And she's like, uh, yes, no, yes. And he's like, can I please come in? And Bella's like, okay. Uh, and so he comes in and he finds her sitting on the floor, just staring down at nothing. And he comes and he sits by and he's like, what is wrong? And she's like, well, how many days has it been since the wedding? And he's like, 17. And she's like... But how long has it been since the wedding? And he says, a while. (laughs) Bravo. Uh, But Bella is busy counting again. And 17 is more than she suspected. So they've been there longer than she thought. And so she must do her calculations again. And he's like, Bella, I am losing my mind. (laughs) Uh, She tries to tell him what's wrong. She can't. So she just grabs the tampon box and (laughs) offers them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just shaking them at him. This is a full box of tampons. <laughs> He's like, what the
1: fuck? He's like, are you PMS? <laughs> He's like, no, I am trying to tell you that my period is five days late.
0: I feel exactly as anxious as Edward does right now.
1: <laughs> and Edward's just like, okay. And then Bella's like, I don't think I have food poisoning. <laughs> and then Edward turns into a statue.
0: He's petrified.
1: Never before has he not counted Bella's period cycle.
0: (laughs) How did he not know? He knows it's 28 days on the dot. Mm -hmm. Oh, no.
1: Okay. And then Bella's like, ah, it all makes sense. The dreams, the sleeping, the crying, the puking, the food. Oh, no. And then she puts her hand on her stomach. And she's like, oh. (laughs) She gets up and she's still wearing her little pajama set. And so she pulls her pants down and she stares at her stomach and she goes, <laughs> impossible. And then Bella tells us she doesn't care about pregnancy or babies, but she's not stupid.
0: <laughs> well, it's inter- She's, uh, It's so it, everything about this is so hard for me to read and talk about. She's like, um, she's only five days late. And she's like, if I was pregnant, my body wouldn't have even registered that fact. No, my body registered the fact that I was pregnant. Like, I knew I was pregnant with Ari the day after I got pregnant with her because I was still breastfeeding CL and I got immediate nursing aversion. Like, all of a sudden the next morning I was like, ooh, I don't really want to nurse her. It just felt uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm pregnant. And then I just, I just knew, like my whole body was like, "You are pregnant." I didn't feel good. I was tired. I was hungry, and I had the nursing aversion. So I was like, "I know I'm pregnant," and a lot of people don't know. But even five days late, some people still start to feel hungry, and they start to feel the
1: ooh. Mm. ooh. But Bella does know this for sure. She should not have a bump.
0: <laughs> that's that's true.
1: And I know in the movie she just looks normal during this <laughs> scene. They could have done a little something she, more.
0: Well, no, because you can you got to go from like double zero lucky jeans <laughs> to like just maybe a size one, slightly
1: bloated. <laughs> um, but book Bella definitely can't find an angle in which this little tiny bump disappears Mm -hmm. and uh she touches it and it's very hard and she's like what in the heck i can't be pregnant i've only had sex with a vampire
0: (laughs) first time bella said sex i think Mm -hmm. congratulations bells
1: oh we should have made a button out of that (laughs) (laughs) we should i will i'll do
0: it
1: um, she's like, I, also my vampire who's just frozen on the floor. Um, so she's like, it's definitely not that. It's got to be something else, some weird disease. And then she's like, hold on. And she flashes back to her bedroom where she was uh, Google searching vampires A through Z, <laughs> scanning through entries. And she's like, oh, yeah, remember I found that one about Carlisle? Very cute. <laughs> but on one of the later ones, um, she remembered this uh entry about uh (laughs) one that had seemed like it was excuses dreamed up to explain things like infant mortality rates and infidelity (laughs) and bella gives us a couple good lines of like bella joke here (laughs) in which she imagines "No, honey i'm not having an affair that sexy woman you saw sneaking out of the house was an evil succubus i'm lucky i escaped with my life
0: and then she's like oh wait Actually, I know Tanya. Oh, oh, wait. Probably not an excuse. (laughs) Probably was Tanya.
1: Mm -hmm. But then she also remembers it goes both ways. How can you accuse me of cheating on you just because you've come home from a two year sea voyage and I'm pregnant? (laughs) It was the incubus. He hypnotized me with his mystical vampire powers. (laughs) And she remembers part of the definition, the ability to father children with his hapless prey. But then Bella's like, no, 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 that can't be right either. Think of Esme and Rosalie. Vampires can't have children. If they could, Rosalie would have had one by now. (laughs) Damn straight. (laughs) But there's a difference. Women's bodies must be able to change and Rosalie's body cannot change. But Bella's can.
0: Okay, I've been waiting to have this conversation all my life. (laughs) Hold on. Are you telling me? Because listen to this. And human men... Well, they pretty much stayed the same from puberty to death. I remember a random bit of trivia gleaned from who knows where. Charlie Champlin was in his 70s when he fathered his youngest child. Men had no such thing as childbearing years or cycles of fertility. <clears throat> Bella, the sperm comes and goes. The sperm comes and goes. Are you telling me that this sperm is a hundred years old? This is 100 year old sperm? This is what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. Edward's been carrying that little <laughs> Renne- Agnesme for he... years. Edward had no wet dreams. At least not enough to cycle through <laughs> things in a hundred years.
0: Edward was not doing the flicky flicky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, do you mean like like Emmett and Carlisle? They're just out? Nothing happens out. anymore? It's gone. Done. It came out. Edward, though. Edward.
0: This this these little guys, maybe just one. I don't know. Just the last the whole one. time. <laughs> he never had an impure thought. <laughs> I don't think he did. All right, all right. I don't think he ever had an impure thought. <laughs> he never dreamed, right? He wasn't mm-hmm. sleeping to have a sex dream. So true. Hundred year old sperm.
1: <laughs> Ew.
0: Old ass sperm in
1: there.
0: <laughs> Gross. Um, the older it gets, the more powerful it becomes. <laughs> That's why Renesmee is me, so awesome.
1: <laughs> She's just been absorbing Edward for so long.
0: I cannot.
1: we <laughs> just cut that off. I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So then Bella's like, oh, shit. Um, also, why would anyone even know if a vampire could father children when they're like, vampire partners couldn't (laughs) what vampire on earth would have the restraint
0: time out though so (laughs) Esme and Rosalie and whomever Maria I don't know who Jasper was having (laughs) sex with before he met Alice did they have to like expel the last bit of sperm after the sex
1: Yeah, definitely. They had
0: to squat and mm -hmm, push. mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) Maybe a scoop.
1: Well, I mean, they can't get like... Yeah, maybe they just stuck a sponge up there for a while and pulled it back
0: out. I am so sorry. Just one of those
1: uh, bottle brushes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everyone. (laughs) I'm leaving all this in. Okay. Okay. So,
1: um... (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm really glad we didn't do this chapter <laughs> in Forks.
1: <laughs> Me too.
0: <laughs> that church would have exploded we around us. would have us. literally
1: lit on fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Carlisle's cross would have just... Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <clears throat> so obviously there's no other vampire man who would have had sex with a vampire woman because there's only one who would even care about being careful enough, right? Right. <laughs> right. So uh-huh. uh, here we go. Bella is like, okay, so that's all possible. And then the other part of her is like, I cannot think <laughs> or talk. Uh, she wants to ask Edward to explain what's happening, but she just can only stare at him. I wonder how long they just sit in that room staring at not each other. Just not saying anything. Hand on belly. Press, 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 press. <laughs> and then... While Bella's just like staring at herself in the mirror, she feels the little nudge bump her hand from the inside of her body. Uh,
0: Finally, the one and only thing I didn't hate about being pregnant. Thank you, (laughs) Bella, for throwing me this bone because I needed one.
1: And just at that moment, Edward's phone rings and no one answers it. And then Bella's like, I barely know that I'm crying right now. Of course, Uh, the phone keeps ringing and she's like, Edward, will you answer that? I am having a moment. (laughs) Continues ringing. And then finally, Bella gets so annoyed that she just goes over and finds the phone and answers it. (laughs) So um, she sees the number. It's Alice. She's like, hi, Alice. (laughs) And Alice is like, Bella, Bella, are you there? Are you okay?" And it's like, calm down, Renee.
0: Honestly, she learned that from Renee's recording. Mm
1: hmm. And Bella's just like, yeah, uh, can I talk to Carlisle? And she's like, yeah, why? She's like, oh, why? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Something. Something's weird.
1: Something for sure is <clears> happening. <throat> um, Alice asks about Edward. And then she's like, Carlisle. <laughs> and she's like, why is he not answering the phone? And Bella's like, I don't know. And then Alice is like, well, what's going on? I just saw it. And Bella's like, what? And then she's like, mm. <laughs> here's Carlisle. Not cool, Alice. Mm-hmm. Not cool. Uh, So she waits and then she's like, did Alice see my baby that looks like a tiny Edward in my arms? (laughs) And then she gets like kind of like a warm, fuzzy feeling. And then Carlisle gets on the phone and he's like, what's going on? And she's like, um. (laughs) (laughs) And then Bella has this moment where she doesn't even trust Dr. Carlisle to not be like, oh, you're just crazy.
0: She's just, she's damaged.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, so instead of telling him about herself, she starts with Edward and she's like, can a vampire go into shock? And Carlyle's like, well, has he been harmed? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, just like taken by surprise. And Carlyle's like, I don't, what is happening? I don't understand. So I was like, well, I think maybe, well, I think maybe I might pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Am I pregnant? Uh, pregnant. Gernant Taganant. Uh, is pregnant. <laughs> and then Agnesme, well she's more like Woomesme now. <laughs> she,
0: she she's babe Nesme. Well
1: Feet Esme. Feet is like nudge. um and then finally Carlyle's was like when was the first day of your last menstrual cycle <laughs> and well it was like 16 days before the wedding. <laughs> And he's like, well, how are you feeling? And she's like, I feel weird, still crying. Mm. Um, This is going to sound crazy. I've been having crazy dreams, eating, crying, throwing up. And I feel like something just moved inside me. <laughs> and all Edward, Edward needs to know is that there is a parasite and he is back in action. <laughs> she's like, oh, thank God. So Edward comes over and gets the phone and she's like, uh, Edward wants to talk to you. And Carlyle's like, yeah, he better want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so Bella hands Edward the phone and she's like, I don't know if he's going to say she's, any words. She's but. like
0: looking at him. Can he talk?
1: <laughs> but all Edward says is, is it possible? Oh. And then he just sits on the phone listening to Carlisle talk for a long time. And then he finally says, and Bella. And he grabs her and he pulls her over to him. And he just listens for another long time. Says, yes, I will. Turns off the phone, dials a new number. And Bella's like, well, what did Carlisle say? And he goes, he thinks you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and Bella's like, oh, exciting. The doctor said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, well, now who are you calling? And he's like, the airport, we are leaving. <laughs> You're not having this baby here. Certainly not with just me. <laughs> so Edward is arranging flights, yelling at people for an hour. Um, <laughs> she doesn't really know what he's saying because he's not speaking English. And as he's on the phone, he's doing the uh, un- the angry untornadoing. He's doing my job, mm-hmm. where I
0: go to your house and I run around for four hours, and when I leave, the house is spotless. Yes, it's so the backwards tornado. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he gives Bella some clothes, so she just puts them on, and then she goes, when I could no longer bear the violent energy radiating <laughs> out of him, I quietly left the room. His manic <laughs> concentration made me sick to my stomach. Not like the morning sickness, just uncomfortable.
0: This is, well, and she goes, I couldn't talk to this icy focused Edward who honestly frightened me a little.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I have so many th- feelings about this because it's like she's never been afraid of him not even once not since the day they met and he almost killed her and everybody else <laughs> she's never been afraid of him but now that he I mean think of this they're alone in a house together and he's like quietly screaming in a different language running around doing a ton of different things it's that energy and she's like oh no this is the first time I've been afraid Of Edward like just a little bit but it's like even Edward even Edward who we trust implicitly is a little scary when he's mad like and it's not his fault and it's not her fault but I'm just gonna say it again men are scary to women Mm -hmm. they're big and they're scary and when they get mad it's it's scary because we don't know what they're gonna do even the ones we trust the most can be unpredictable when we have to always be on guard about it it's really sad and it's really scary.
1: Yeah, well, and this is also, like, kind of the first time Edward is almost ignoring Bella, Mm -hmm. because this is, like, his worst nightmare come to reality, that Uh, something he did is putting her life in danger, and he's, like, he's not communicating with her, which is, is unusual for this Edward.
0: Absolutely, and he's doing that, like, scary thing where he just, like, grabs a pair of clothes and chucks them on the bed and is, like... He doesn't even say it. He just no, points he just, like put those on like mm-hmm. and he, he you know it that is an unnerving thing to happen mm-hmm. from any partner let alone like a big scary vampire man partner. Yep.
1: Mm. So Bella just goes back to the kitchen and starts eating some pretzels. <laughs> and she goes someone nudged me. Oh. And she says to it I know. I don't want to go either.
0: I used to talk to my babies too when they were
1: in my belly nudging me. <laughs> And then Bella's like, I don't understand. Like, she's literally talking out loud to herself. I don't understand what is wrong here. And she's like, if something was surprising, totally. Astonishing, definitely. But why is he acting like there's something wrong? Yeah,
0: I mean, because it's like, okay, first when you get pregnant and it's unexpected, you get that feeling of like, oh my gosh, what happened? Like, shoot, that wasn't supposed to happen. We We didn't think it would happen. But it did happen, and then the relief washes over. And when you're like, oh, okay, this is awesome. Like, I'm pregnant, and I feel the baby, and I, I'm happy about it, but your partner isn't. That's like, why? Mm-hmm. This isn't wrong. We should be happy about this. And, and that's where Bella's coming from.
1: Yeah, so she's like, I'm going to try and think it through. um What isn't confusing is that Edward would want to go home because Mm -hmm. he wants to get to Carlisle. That makes sense to her. Um, They'd want to figure out why she was already so pregnant. (laughs) That also makes sense to her. Like, the urgency to get home is making sense, but not the anger surrounding it. And then she's like, hold on. That, like, I feel like I'm just on the right track. And Edward's just being crazy because he's worried about these things.
0: Yeah, and he he must be so worried about the baby.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she's like, I okay, this makes sense that he is already there and I'm just getting here. His brain works faster than mine. I'm still being like, oh, baby. And he's (laughs) already like, we got to go to the doctor. (laughs) Right. When in reality, Edward's like there is something vampiric inside of her and it is going to rip its way out.
0: Right. Is that was that part of his conversation with Carlisle? Well, I think, like, maybe a, an inkling, mm-hmm. like, this has happened before, and the mom never survived it. Like, it's really scary. Well, I,
1: I would imagine so. Just, yeah. like, even something that's only, like, 1% vampire <laughs> Will kill. inside a human body. Yeah.
0: Especially a tiny little, you know, I mean, like, any human body, but yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: This is Bella, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And Bella's just imagining the little green-eyed human baby Edward and she's like I hope he looks exactly like him and not like me at all cross 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 (laughs) scribble 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 (laughs) scribble 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 scribble. Mm -hmm. and then and this is the last time up until Bella becomes a vampire right that we get from Bella how she is feeling and Mm -hmm. so I'm glad that you chose this because I had just bracketed it to read the whole thing right here because this is really the last little bit of like where Bella is at I
0: just I just drew points and I was screaming and highlighting yeah this is important
1: yeah because Bella she she has had an Edward moment (laughs) (laughs) yes where world shifted yeah everything has changed And, um, it used to only be Edward that she cared about, but now this baby is equal to Edward and we know how much Edward means to Bella. So it's like, hi, hi up there. And she's like, I don't love Edward any less. My love is just grown. And it's like almost dizzying how much I love both of these people. And then she tells us about how she never really understood Rosalie because she never really imagined herself as a mother. Um, and so it wasn't a problem for her then. But that was all abstract and she compares it to how she didn't know that she would like being married this much until she was married. She didn't know she wanted to be a mom until she was pregnant and now she is all in. Mm -hmm. And she also talks about how when she ever thought of having even like another child in her life, she always imagined it to be older than her as someone to take care of her and not another thing for her to take care of.
0: That line wins the saddest line award. Mm hmm. Congratulations.
1: Um, But um, now that she has Edward's child, everything is different. She wanted him like she wants air to breathe. It's not a choice. It's a necessity. I mean, this is only maybe the third time I've read through this book, but I've had a lot of time to think about it between like the last time I've read it and now. And I used to relate to Bella so much because I was like, I don't want kids either. So when Bella was like, yes, a baby, it didn't make sense to mm-hmm. me. But now that I'm older and I've had a lot of time to think about it, this is what I have to say about this is that. I don't think I even in my human life would ever want a baby because I feel like I'm just too realistic and I can't get (laughs) past a lot of things. And also I don't really like kids, but if I were in Bella's position where it's like I married into a family where this kid would never go without anything and there was like two other people who wanted a baby who could also co-raise it. Yeah. That and like, she's so in love with Edward and like, she wants his baby. Yeah. And it makes more sense And to me. not only
0: would he, the baby be perfectly taken care of its entire life, but you would also be. Like that's mm-hmm. a huge part of like having a child is a, a lot of people. Some people can be like, I'm going to have a child by myself and love it and be perfectly fine with just being the only parent of this mm-hmm. child. But I would say most people would prefer to have a partner who is going to Also take care of you, not just the child. And it makes a huge difference to be like, I have this whole extended family and my partner who will take care of this baby. It's a it's a whole shift of change of mind. So, yeah, it does make a difference when you have that partner. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's all so different for Bella they immediate like oh I have Edward I have Carlisle, I have Ro- Rosalie I have Esme
1: mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about a single thing yeah if I slack anywhere there's <laughs> 28 people in line to like yes. make up for it also I don't have to worry about money ever <sighs> in my life I don't have to worry about medical care ever yeah
0: well and think of this like so okay so somebody like me when I when I got pregnant with CL I quit my job and I quit school because mm-hmm. I was so sick and so I didn't graduate from college like I was very close and I didn't and so I don't I didn't have my career so I was like well it's up to you Mark and he was like absolutely this is what I signed up for like that's that was his choice where he was like I'm going to work full-time so that you don't have to so you can stay home and do what you have to do mm-hmm. um, but we were Oh, super poor. We had to move out of our house. We had to move into a tiny little gross apartment with ants. Like we, There were a lot of sacrifices we had to make to have our baby. And how nice would it have been? Because then we had another baby just two years later. How nice would it have been to have a village? Mm-hmm. To be like, I don't have to worry about anything because I have a village helping me raise my babies. That's what Bella has. And that's what we are missing mm-hmm. to, in today's Society, at least here in the United States, we are missing that village where we can take a break and we can count on other people. And we have six other moms that we fully trust and that we basically live together because we're in a village. We don't have it, we are lacking it, and it makes it incredibly difficult to be a mother. It is so hard to be all alone. I'm going to cry. It's so hard to be all alone at home feeding your baby, having another baby who's a little bit older and just being like, I don't know what to do. I don't have any money. I can't go anywhere. I don't have any friends and all my friends are working or they have their own babies and we don't have a village and it's very sad and it's very hard and we should not make it that hard for people to have babies and Mm -hmm. have help. And that's a big reason that it's okay for people to not want to have babies. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's so hard.
1: Yeah. So I mean, while I was reading this chapter today, I was like, I first started to get a little bit of like pro-life vibes, but then I was like, no, I had to go back to like, mm-hmm. who are these characters mm-hmm. and what are they going through? And Bella is not like She's that. She's not
0: having a pro-life moment. She's mm-hmm. having a, I am going to have this baby moment. Mm-hmm. It It's not about pro-life. And we learn on the very next page, like three paragraphs in that Edward is pro-choice. Yeah. Edward doesn't waver. He is pro-choice. He's like, we don't need to have this baby. It's going to hurt you. It's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. That's not something we need to have. Ugh, I love it. I yeah. love it. And just right off the gate, right here, right now, I am pro-choice. Emily is pro-choice. We are a pro-choice podcast over here. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to shrink away from that. Yeah. And if you're uncomfortable with it, I invite you to ask yourself, Why and take a look at women, you know, and women in your life and yourself and wonder why you are pro-life and what is behind that, because mm-hmm. it's not a stance that is helpful to most people. Yep.
1: <laughs> okay. So are you okay with
0: me just saying that? Yeah, I agree okay,
1: completely. Cool. So um, Bella is still crying. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Edward has finally come back in, but she is very wary of him because He is talking to her very carefully. And Bella knows that when Edward doesn't have any warmth when he's speaking to her, he's about to do something that she's not going (laughs) to like. But he sees that she's crying and then he comes over and he's like, Bella, are you in pain? She's like, no. No. And he pulls her tight and he's like, don't be afraid. We're going to be home in 16 hours. You are going to be fine. Carlisle will be ready. We're going to take care of this. You're going to be fine. You'll be fine. And she's like, what do you mean take care of this? <laughs> and then he's like, we are going to get that thing out of you before it can hurt any part of you. Don't be scared. I won't let it hurt you. To
0: Edward, this is about saving his his wife's life. Mm-hmm. He is pro-choice.
1: Yeah. Period. <laughs> um. And this is when Bella realizes that they are in very different (laughs) head spaces because she's like, he just called my baby a thing. Yeah. (laughs) And then Edward turns and he's like, ah, the people are here to clean today. I'll be right back. And so he leaves Bella there. She's not feeling very good. She's like, my baby
0: (laughs) has fingernails.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He just called my little nudger a thing. He said Uh. Carlisle would get it out. And she's like, nope, I was wrong before. He doesn't care about the baby. He wants to hurt my baby. (laughs) What am I going to do? I'm not strong enough to protect him. So what can I do? Am I going to be able to reason with them? And this is where it really just like hurts me that... Bella feels like she can't talk to Edward, and Edward kind of is untalkable yeah, right now.
0: Yeah, he is. They are. They are. You, you said it correctly. Your phrase was right. They are in completely he- different headspaces. Mm-hmm. His headspace is my wife is going to die if she has this baby, and hers is I cannot possibly let my baby die. Mm-hmm. Completely different headspaces. It's really sad and really mm. hard. Yeah. Ugh, I never. I hope I never get into that position.
1: Yeah. Um. So then she's like, maybe this is what Alice. His vision was, um she just saw. See, this is the line that it was kind of like. Ah, she <sighs> saw Edward and Carlisle killing that pale, perfect child before he could live. Mm. That was the line where I was like, yeah but it's about. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm back in the story. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she's like, nope, I'm not gonna let that happen. And then she hears Edward arguing, and then she hears a woman's voice, and she's like, hold on. <laughs> um. So Edward comes in, and he comes over, and he wipes all the tears <laughs> off of her, and he's like, she's insisting on leaving food she brought. She made us dinner. It's an excuse. She wants to make sure I haven't killed you yet. (laughs) I don't
0: blame that lady. She's Mm -hmm. scared
1: for Bella. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So when she comes with like the dish in her hands and Bella's like, I really wish that I could talk to her and tell her thank you for coming and checking in on me, even when this she thinks that there is a vampire here. This lady's
0: brave.
1: Mm hmm. And so she walks in and she looks at Edward and she looks at Bella and she puts the dish down and then Edward says something rude to her and <laughs> she's like, I've never heard him be so impolite before. And as the lady turns her skirt, like, gets some some of that onion and fish smell into Bella's nose.
0: Bella gets a whiffing scent of she, <laughs> dinner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like it. Um, She goes over to the sink. Edward's with her again. He throws the food in the fridge, which helps. And then Bella just rinses her mouth out. And then she feels another little nudge and she's like, it's okay. So then Edward just uh, pulls her in for another hug and she puts her hands on her stomach again. And then the woman is still there and she's like, oh my God, what the hell?
0: (laughs) She's so scared. Uh, And she can't do anything about mm -hmm, it. She's completely helpless. She's like, this poor girl is going to die.
1: Mm hmm. Because obviously she's just had a thought that Edward hears because Edward gasps, too, when he turns over to her. And suddenly this woman is shouting at Edward. Um, And Bella says that it's loud and furious and like words were flying across the room like knives. She raised her tiny fist in the air and took two steps forward, shaking it at him. Despite her ferocity, it was easy to see the terror in her eyes. Um, And then Edward steps towards her and Bella is scared for the woman that Mm. Edward's gonna do something but then uh, Edward's voice is very different from how it was now he's now pleading with her and she's like I didn't think he was speaking Portuguese anymore for a moment the woman stared at him in wonder and then her eyes narrowed and she barked out a long question in the same alien tongue I watched as his face grew sad and serious and he nodded once she took a quick step back and crossed herself he reached out to her gesturing toward me and then resting his hand against my cheek she replied angrily again waving her hands accusingly toward him and then gesturing Stood to him. When she finished, he pleaded again with the same low urgent voice. Her expression changed. She stared at him with a doubt plain on her face as he spoke, her eyes repeatedly flashing to my confused face. He stopped speaking and she seemed to be deliberating something. She looked back and forth between the two of us and then, unconsciously it seemed, took a step forward. So, this woman is now like making a baby shape, <laughs> a pregnant shape on her body, and Bella's like, "Oh, I wonder if the legends that they have about the blood drinker include something like this. And so the lady comes over and asks Edward a couple more questions. And then he asks her some questions. From context clues, we can get that um, Edward's asking her, if Bella can survive this pregnancy,
0: yeah, he's like, Please, please, please tell me that she's gonna live through this. And mm-hmm. the woman is like, uh.
1: Yeah, she literally yeah. walks over, puts her hand on Bella's stomach, and just says, Death.
0: Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And Bella's Thanks. like, I
1: know that word. <laughs> Edward becomes another statue, just absolutely tortured. The woman leaves, and they like, they hear the boat, so they've left the island. Uh, and Edward just stays there again until Bella has to go to the bathroom, but he He stops her and he's like, where are you going? (laughs) I got to go pee. She's like, I have to brush my teeth. And he's like, don't worry about what she said. It's just like legends, whatever. And Bella's like, well, I didn't understand anything you were saying. Not true. Well, and then she thinks to himself, like, just because he says it's a legend doesn't mean anything. That's how this all started and how I figured all this out. So those are very important to me. Literally everything about my life is a legend. Yep edward's like i packed your toothbrush let me get it for you and she's like are we leaving soon and he's like yeah as soon as you're done and um, so he gives her his her toothbrush and he tells her that he's going to take the bad bags to the boat and before he leaves she's like will you also pack some food in case i get hungry and he's like yep no problem we're gonna get to carlisle this will all be over soon and mm. she just nods and so as soon as he leaves she runs over and grabs his phone which was very unlike him to just leave there um, she says, he was so stressed, he was barely himself. And so she flips it open because they're still using the flip phone, <laughs> scrolls down, and she's like, I'm so glad the sound is turned off. Will he still hear me from the kitchen? Where is he now? Is he already back? Um, but she finds the number, press send, and someone on the other line says, hello. The voice, like a golden wind chimes, answered. And she goes, Rosalie, it's Bella. Please, you have to help me. End chapter.
0: oh damn i'm gonna miss bella's voice tbh i really
1: oh man (sighs) why do we need jacob here i want bella
0: (laughs) i mean i'm sure that i will come up with some sort of some sort of reason we needed to have it from jacob's point of view Mm -hmm. i mean stephanie meyer really loves jacob She wants us to love Jacob. She wants us to see where he's coming from. She wants us to see where, whatever. But, oh, Bella, I just, I would love to hear her go through this pregnancy. I would love to hear her experience protecting this baby at all costs giving up her entire life literally for this child Mm -hmm. I would love to hear it from her point of view and not from Jacob's and not from you know what Jacob thinks of Edward and what Jacob thinks of Bella it's fine we'll get through it but I just wish I had it I wish I had Bella's voice Mm -hmm. through all of the pregnancy me too so so badly me too oh my goodness okay one of our um, patrons who was watching us on the live said something about how it'd be so cool to hear this all from like rosalie's point of view like what would happen if we could have gotten the conversation after edward and carlisle had hung up and like what happens in the colon house oh i would love to be a fly on that wall just listening to them like okay here's it here's our plan we got to get this started we're gonna get a bed we're gonna get blood we're gonna get we're gonna figure it out because we got to do this like we got to get this surgery done (laughs) like imagine and then rosalie just being like hell no we're not getting this surgery done (laughs) we got to see what bella wants Mm -hmm. like immediately changing from like the rosalie who's offstandish and like oh i don't care about bella to like we are going to save this baby like immediately imagine Mm -hmm. because you know that her and Bella are like on the same page and after of course they have their conversation on the phone we know that that happens but it's like man I would love to see that conversation right after they get off the phone and what happens in that house (laughs)
1: like would Rosalie say anything like that or would she just quietly be like Bella just called me about a baby like I mean how am I gonna there was
0: probably a good half an hour between Edward talking to Carlisle Mm -hmm. no it was more than an hour Between Edward talking to Carlisle and Rosalie talking to Bella. So in that time, that must have been a really intense, like, hour and a half Mm -hmm. of just being like, what are we going to do? Bella's going to die. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Remember Twilight. Uh, We're glad to have you here. We love you. The next thing we're going to do right now is we're going to go record our Patreon-only episode so if you are interested in listening to those, uh, come join us on the Patreon.
1: And remember, don't eat the damn rancid chicken.
0: <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been Remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast.
1: Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork and to connect with our awesome community you can message us at
0: remember twilight podcast at gmail.com send us a voice message on anchor or leave a review on itunes
1: check out the show notes for all this information and more
0: thank you to stephanie meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true